2: Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.
0: If you like The Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Today's podcast has content some listeners may find distressing. Today on The
2: Indo Daily. I've been used everything from the C word to your yellow uh, B-I-T-C-H. I'm going to spell it in case there's any younger listeners. I've been told I should be raped or removed from Ireland. Deported is generally the general uh, uh, threat or that something should happen uh, to me in terms of getting me out of politics. I
0: remember getting a letter to the office that was hand-delivered um, threatening to, to rape me and I was trying to kind of not let on to the girls in the office that I was as worried about it.
1: Fearful for their safety. Ireland's female politicians and their treatment by online trolls. I do not choose to be sexualised in this way. To be in media articles with sexual content...
0: But because some man decided to send me sexually explicit videos, it is there forevermore for everyone to see. All of this is without my consent. I do not want to be a victim. I take pride in my work and I am a private person and I just don't like it. The personal
1: impact on me is difficult to describe. What you just heard there were extracts from the victim impact statement provided to the courts last week by Fine Gael TD, Jennifer Carol McNeil. Now, this powerful statement details a campaign of harassment against the politician by an internet troll. And so today on the Indo-Daily, we want to examine the growing trend of online and in-person abuse against women in politics, What is driving this misogynistic behaviour? And most importantly, what can be done to tackle this political pandemic of abuse? I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today I have two female politicians joining me to tell their own experience of online abuse. Fianna Fáil Senator Lisa Chambers and Green Party councillor and former Dublin Lord Mayor Hazel Chew. Lisa, can you tell me how the online trolling began for yourself? Um, I think it
0: it, it began really from when I entered politics but it, it, I suppose it, it, it got more intense or it grew um, the longer I was in politics the higher the profile that I had um so I, I didn't really notice it getting worse until I realized, God, it has actually increased. So it, I think from the moment you enter politics, you are considered fair game. Um, I think people speak to and speak about politicians in a very different way to how they would speak about any other member of, of the public. Um, I think we're considered just to have a thicker skin and that it's acceptable just to, to say certain things to politicians. Uh, and that, that's always been there to a degree. But because of the online space now, because we operate you know, across all these 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 fairly new platforms in the last in the last decade or so, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and others, um, there's just a lot more space now for that type of commentary. And of course, you have the added um challenge of anonymity. So people can say what they want, but they don't have to put their face or their name to it. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there there is there are people out there that think it's okay to abuse um to abuse politicians and others. Um, and that has led to quite a toxic environment for, for us to operate in because, you know, we can't simply not, we, we can't not engage with social media. It really is part and parcel of the job now. Um, so you're just trying to manage that and it can be, it can be tricky.
1: And uh, Jennifer Carol McNeil's statement is a powerful one. And we really get the sense of just how fearful she was about all of this. Was there any stage in in your own experiences of um, uh, online trolling, Lisa, that you were feeling afraid? Yeah, definitely. I I remember getting a a letter to the office that was hand delivered um, threatening to, to rape
0: me. And, you know. My obviously, my staff opened that first, but the fact that it was hand delivered was really oh my um, goodness. You know, that was really that, yeah, that really, um, what's the right word? I suppose I was scared and I was trying to kind of not let on to the girls in the office that I was as worried about it. And that was a good few years ago now, and I didn't report it, and that was the wrong thing to do. I should have done that, yeah. Um, I the way I dealt with it was I, I ripped it up and put it in the bin and tried to forget about it, and I didn't think about it after that. But looking back. I can see that I should have reported that. And thankfully, nothing ever happened. And I do remember another, um, it was going on for a few years, Kind of maybe every six months, I'd get, start getting these tweets online. I knew who they were from, and I knew that the person had mental health issues. Um, and I also knew that that person knew where to find me if they wanted to. Um, nothing ever came of it. And again, I didn't go to the Gardaí, and I should have done. And it's, I suppose I didn't really know how to deal with it. If it were to happen to me today, I would be much better prepared and I would know what to do probably with the, I suppose, with having more experience and being a bit more, um, I suppose, yeah, just more experienced in the job that I'm doing and understanding that it's important to report these things. So yeah, you do, I can understand from Jennifer's experience reading her victim impact statement and what she had been through. Because I've been through campaigns, you know, so many people know where you are at every moment of the day during a campaign. So you're very, it's very easy to find you. And I can see why she was talking about how that that chilling effect of you know being out and about and looking over your shoulder and wondering is that person going to be around the corner because they know where you are but you don't know where they are so there is a, it's a particular set of circumstances when you're in public life um, you have to be accessible to people we're a small country people want access to their politicians um, but that means that your whereabouts are very well known most days and that brings with it its own um, I suppose its own risks if I can put it that way
1: it's interesting listening to you, Lisa, because you, you said a couple of times, you know, uh, when, when you didn't report it, you're like, I should I, I should have reported and I didn't and I should have and I didn't. And, and this is the thing with. Uh, people who are uh, victims of online trolling that somehow it's it's your fault for not um highlighting it or or tackling it in a different way when really the the answer here is uh, people need to understand it's not okay to hide behind a computer and say really nasty scary horrible things to people or send letters to that effect
0: yeah, absolutely. And it, that that is an important message to put out there. And, you know, just to say, of course, in this job, you expect a certain level of criticism, critique, you're you're going to get comments that you're not going to necessarily like to read. um, But it's absolutely fair to be critiqued on the work that you do or that you don't do or your policies or your position on things. That's fine. And we expect that. It's where it crosses the line into the personal or where there is abusive language or threats to the individual. That's the stuff that needs to be called out. Um, And it, it does impact, you know, at the end of the day, you're only human. So if you're reading you know, a barrage of negative comments um about yourself you know it does it does get into your head and it does it does impact on your confidence and you know like it's to, we, we often to say among colleagues guys, just to don't don't look at Twitter before you go to bed or don't don't read too much of that stuff because we all understand that actually the impact on your mental health from looking at it too often is not positive. and um, so we all have to kind of manage that interaction by being present online and available online but also trying to limit how much of the negativity that you're reading and taking in because it does impact on your, you know, on, on your mental well-being, I think.
1: And how do you tackle something like this? Well, I think even having
0: conversations like this, um, calling it out, saying that it is a problem, that it does happen, that it does exist, and challenging that cultural um, viewpoint that it's, that, you know, the politicians are fair game and you can say what you like whenever you like, you know, to kind of say, well, actually, that's not true. You can't just say what you like, when you like you know, when it's not factually correct or it's very personalized. So I think it's about just starting to push back, talking more about it um, and creating a culture of it being unacceptable as opposed to being acceptable. Uh, And it will take time, but, you know, like with anything, you have to start somewhere. Um, And over time, I think we can do that. It's a huge privilege to do this job. It's one of the most rewarding jobs you could ever do. Um, And I love my job. And every day isn't like this, but it is part of what we have to deal with. And I do think it's important that... Um, we do try and, and tackle it and try and curtail it to some extent. I don't have all the answers, mm. um, but certainly talking about it, I think, is the first step.
1: Hazel Chu, thank you so much for coming in today. I really want to get into some of the details uh, in terms of your own online abuse from
2: trolls, because it's been relentless, hasn't it? It has. Thanks for having me. So, first and foremost, uh, but it, I think it's not just relentless for me. It's relentless for a lot of reps, especially female reps. Mm. And any colleagues I've spoken to in my party, outside my party, have all said the same. It's why I was incredibly uh, proud to see uh, Jennifer McNeil and her case uh, recently is that it's it's so trying and so much of a toll yet she fought it and I think that's what we need to do we need to make sure uh, to protect our female representation but also encourage people that listen if you have that if you face that abuse you need to stand up to it can you give me an idea just some some examples Hazel Am I allowed curse? Yes. (laughs) You can. Ah, Well, I've I've been used everything from the C word is this UNT to your yellow uh, B-I-T-C-H. I'm going to spell it in case there's any younger listeners. I've been told I should be raped or uh, removed from um, Ireland. Deported is generally the general uh, uh, threat or that something should happen uh, to me in terms of getting me out of politics. There was one particular message was uh, someone should really make sure when Hazel gets into her car, it explodes. And is that a serious threat? If someone was saying it to my face or perhaps handing me a letter to it or saying it more frequently, I perhaps would take it very, very seriously. The fact that it was online in a form that people were already trolling a lot of I took it less seriously, but it still it still, and I hate to say this, but it still made me look under my car, so it was just that that day when I got it, like my child is my first priority, like she will always be my number one priority, and the very fact that she travels with me, I collect her uh from crash that and it's in that ferry car, that was what made me really quite worried at that point so and it was like it made me think oh god what if he puts that in a different form like telegram and all the other forms in the dark web that they seem to talk about me a lot like if you search in reddit or in telegram my name it pops up with some of the most ridiculous conversations of things that I've never done, yet somehow there's a call to action of either get her fired or here's a petition or we must go protest her outside her house. And it's things like that, you kind of go, is it worth it? Hazel,
1: can you tell me about some of the the tougher days you experienced?
2: The tougher days were tough, so it was very much... I would uh, go, okay, this is just, it should be normal. I'll just go about my business. But then at the end of the day is when it really hits you, because you go, oh, look, I just received XYZ again on how I should die or should be abused or raped, so uh, great. And you, you go to bed looking at these messages and go, wow, okay. Uh, and you do question. You kind of go, did I do something? So th- am I encouraging this? Or uh, should I just get out of the uh, um, this game altogether? And you go to bed with those thoughts. And what will happen is you will end up, well, in my case, what will happen is you'll just end up having a bit of a sob. So, uh, and you go, oh, my God. Uh, and you wake up and those are the days where you also wake up and you dread it you dread kind of doing doing the job that is bringing you this to your phone or your door or your um voicemail and you you go oh am i should i continue doing this and those are slightly dreadful days because it carries on to the rest of your day and you start kind of wondering and you do like a lot of people my mom will probably call me a wuss saying this uh, uh, on air but like you do have a bit of a cry <laughs> it's not even just someone telling you you're not good enough it's someone telling you that they're going to come and har- harm you and they're going to come and hurt you because you're doing your job so you start to wonder about yourself and then you start to feel quite horrible so and those are the days that I just tend to have a bit of a cry so or a lot of a cry and you can go oh my god I'm leaving this all together and some and then it passes it, it does pass and this is the thing I would like and encourage a younger generation of girls and people or not even younger anyone who wants to go to the politics please do because as much as i'm outlining kind of the abuse and the effects i'm also pleading with everyone to help change it and the only way we can is to have more women at the table. I, I look at Lisa Chambers, who was part of your podcast today, is that I, I think it's amazing what she's done when it comes to the stalking legislation, her and various other people. But I also felt really sad that it kind of took some personal experience for her to, um, I, I guess, uh, not understand, I'm, I'm sure she understood anyway, but it was that kind of she had some personal experience of the matter and that's really heartbreaking. A man will never understand the fear you have when you're going home on a given night and uh, you don't feel safe or you're clutching your keys in your hand or going out for a walk in the nighttime. Like we've had this whole conversation at the start of this year about uh, gender violence and what we should be doing. Yet, my question is, what are we doing currently, right now? So, and in politics, we need more women there Mm. to push for it. And when you look at political um, harassment and political, um, uh, political gender violence, a lot of people go, oh, it's just trolling, it's just online. But it's the transition of online to something more that's a worry and it it does happen you look at you look at UK and you you look at Jo Cox and what happened to her so I know having this conversation would not sell anyone to join politics because like if you are if you are looking at it from early stage like early age going oh I want to join politics and then you hear someone like me or Lisa or look at Jennifer and go Wow, okay, do I really want that? Do I really want to be abused and then be called all sorts of stuff in charge? I would say yes, mainly because if we do not have more females joining, it will always be the same. People, like I, there's, I always find that there's kind of an intersectionality when it comes to racism, classism, gender issues. And for me, it was very clear in, my role last year as Lord Mayor, that all of these came to a bit of a boiling point because somehow my face was plastered on a lot of things and people who didn't like me, especially people who were slightly racist or people who were against women, all seemed to have gathered. And when it came to it, I remember thinking a lot of, they're they're targeting me, mainly because they don't see this as normal. They don't think that... A woman of color should be in this position. It's it's because certain people don't like gobby women, and they think they they need to uh, need to not talk as much and uh, and be gobby anymore. And what we actually need is more of that. We need to encourage our girls that listen. It's not on if you get any abuse, but also if you can, please run for politics. Please participate. Please get involved in it. We need also people to continue to write to the legislators to tell them that this is an important issue, not just abuse within politics, but uh, gender violence and and misogyny across the board. And if we can look at policy change uh, when it comes to education, starting very young, from a primary age to a secondary school age, of actually educating uh, young girls and boys about what does consent mean, what does uh, what does harassment mean, and I know a lot of parents will be up in their arms and say, "Oh my God, how dare you, how dare you talk to my children about sex and about all that stuff?" It's not consent could be simply about holding hands, whether uh, you have a consent of someone to do this kind of way, and we already have those policies in university stage in third level so why not have it in primary and secondary and that's something we've been good age to start telling them listen this is how things should be and needs to be different because if you can't change gender-based violence and tackle it there is no hope of changing it within the political sphere and abuse against female politicians
1: My thanks there to Hazel Chu and to Lisa Chambers before her. I'm Siobhan Maguire, and today's Indo Daily was presented and produced by myself, researched by Gareth Mull Hall, reading of Jennifer Carroll McNeil's statement by Tabitha Monaghan, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, Don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.